as SEOs, we think about Google and we personify the algorithm, right? What does Google want? And we use that as a sort of conversation piece to help us plan how are we going to write our content or present it or whatever. But we don't really in the same way have the, have conversations about like, what does Facebook want? This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the marketing podcast that brings you all of the knowledge from all of the conference that you were not able to attend. My name is Peter and I'm your host for the 16th time on this podcast. I'm very glad that you tuned in. And if you want to tune in for every episode of the podcast, you should probably subscribe for the podcast or maybe visit the website where you can subscribe to our email newsletter where we will send you all of the new episodes and other interesting stuff that I have no idea what it is going to be but it will be something very interesting. The website is, of course, timeformarketing.com. This is time and then the number four, marketing.com. And you can find us on all of the normal podcast channels where you are, of course, very, you are very invited to rate us or comment on the podcast and do other stuff. All right, this is everything that I wanted to say in the beginning, and I'm I'm very glad that we'll be talking about Facebook advertising today. And with me is Lindsay Dayton Lachelle. Lindsay, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me today. I'm very glad that you're with us today. How are you doing? How are the United States? Well, that's a complicated question, but things here are great. I'm sitting in a little patch of sunshine, which is a really nice change from where things have been for most of our winter. All right. I have every guest on the podcast that is from the United States gets the same interesting question, how is the United States? And I'm waiting <laughs> for a time when someone is going to say, we are okay. But uh, we'll probably have to wait oh, another election so. yeah. <laughs> cycle for that. Right? <laughs> Lindsay, you're the founder and director of strategy at the Diamond and Branch Marketing Group. Could you briefly tell us what is the marketing group and what do you do there as the director of strategy? Yeah, so I started Diamond and Branch Marketing Group about three years ago, a little more than three years ago. Um, we are a digital content strategy agency, so we really only work in the inbound marketing funnel. Um, strategy. Uh, especially around audience strategy and messaging, and then content production, and then which content means basically any channel that is the right one to reach the audiences that we're working with. And then finally, measurement, which is the analysis and the optimization and those pieces. So um, as director of strategy, I really sort of work with the team to make sure that I'm, I sort of think of myself as the audience advocate right? Our client services team is the client advocate. And my job is to reinforce the voice of 
the audiences that we're trying to reach all of our marketing personas and stuff in order to make sure that the content we're producing is um, not just, you know, good, but actually accomplishing what it's set out to do for our people. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite marketing online channel? Ooh, that's a really good question. You know, I dodge questions like this all the time by saying that it totally depends on your audience, (laughs) right? It depends on who you're trying to reach and what their needs are. Um, Although really right now I'm like feeling pretty conservative about it. And so I'm, I'm a big fan of email. Like the theme, the theme of my talk and the theme of lots of my writing over the past year has been about keeping, like making the most of your captured Mm -hmm. audiences, right? The people that are already part of your group. And I still feel like email is a really good way to do it if you're doing it well. Yeah, owned channels are probably getting more and more traction. A lot of conferences have speakers on that. Uh, Rand Fishkin is always talking about that. Yeah, Uh, I I asked you this question because I saw in your CV or on your LinkedIn that you have also some background in SEO. So I wanted, I'm an SEO person. And I think that everyone should be doing SEO first and always and uh, mostly. But um, I hoped you would go the same way. <laughs> do you know, I do uh, I do appreciate SEO. And we end up, you know, between content and uh, analysis, we end up doing quite a lot of SEO uh, at Diamond and Branch. But I, you know, Rand Fishkin's talked about this a lot too. Like I've, I trust Google less mm-hmm. than I have maybe ever because you know i I was doing seo a long time ago um back before you could really (laughs) feel good about it (laughs) and you know it since like at at least at that time google was pretty predictable in terms Mm -hmm. of what they were trying to accomplish um now i feel like if you're going to predict what google's going to do it won't be good for us (laughs) right if they keep going in the direction they're going they're just going to take more and more of the traffic that's built on content that we provided them. And mm, that ain't cool, mm. man. <laughs> but they're just, you know, they're just doing what everyone else already has done. Um, Facebook and Instagram and everyone else. And yeah, this is something that you also spoke about in your presentation that you had at the Search Love 2019, where you had a presentation that was called Don't Let Facebook Grind You Down strategies for results regardless of your ad budgets were you able able to go and see other speakers at the search love conference how did you like that i did i saw almost all of them um not not everyone but almost all of them and so yeah i was super excited to see ross simmons he always has great um, sort of approaches. I love the very structured way that he approaches his content strategy. And then I forget her last name, Nadia um, from Bengage uh, had a really fascinating talk. I think honestly, the one that's going to impact my work the most was Heather Physioc because hers was a very client management sort of um, how to set up. The title was how to stand up an SEO program for your client, but really it was about um, a really smart onboarding process to make sure that whatever you did set up with them turned out successful. And I, we just, it immediately changed the way that we do things at Diamond and Branch. That so was really, really useful. Mm-hmm. All right. I wrote down all those names. I've already invited Nadia to be a guest on the mm-hmm. podcast. So thank you for all of the great ideas. Um, 
Before we go into your presentation, we will, of course, add a link to your presentation, to your slides, to the podcast uh, notes. And I really urge everyone who's listening to go and check out the, uh, the uh, presentation. You're a dog person, aren't you? I am a dog person. Yeah, I, I have one old dog and one puppy. That's unlike, and they are a big part of your presentations. Um, yeah, that sounds like a very fun. I, mean, I feel really sad that I wasn't able to see that uh, live. How that works in your presentation? Yeah, they're you know they're also a big part of our work. Uh, both of the puppies are in the office with us every day, so okay, it's, nice. they're they're part of the team. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> um, enough chit chat. Let's go to your presentation. Lindsay, these are your five minutes to tell us how not to get a grind to how not to get grinded down by Facebook. <laughs> All right, I need to yeah, I'll just I'll just do something with that. These are your five minutes. No. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah, I mean it is the title is really intentional to signal my frustration, right? It's from the quote, don't let the bastards grind you down. Mm. Because I do feel like Facebook has sort of mistreated us, right? Over the years, they they allow us to engage as marketers, and then they sort of take it away and offer something similar. But the similar is we have to pay for it. And so we've gone, we've been, you know, back and forth with them of like, oh, we set up profiles, and then they took them away. And then they like said, okay, you can have pages, but well, you'll have to pay to build the audience. And then we did. And then they said, oh, you'll, you'll have to pay to put your content in front of that audience that you paid us to create. And it just feels like this tension is growing. And I'm waiting for more and more marketers to start talking about not using it at all. But for us, we work mostly with nonprofits, um, small women-owned startups, uh, we like organizations that are trying to make the world a better place. And that means they don't usually have a ton of marketing of ad budget. So we really, this is where the the sort of talk came from, is we really need to focus on getting the most bang for our buck. So when we approach planning Facebook content, it is it sort of like starts the same way that we think about um, as SEOs, right? We think about Google and we personify the algorithm, right? What does Google want? And we use that as a sort of conversation piece to help us plan how are we going to write our content or present it or whatever. But we don't really in the same way have, the, have conversations about like, what does Facebook want, right? And so I started to talk with this sort of context of like, keep your eye on the, on the prize, right? As a, as a content creator for Facebook, don't forget the thing they want is more people on their website for longer, creating more uh, engagement so that there is more uh, ad inventory so that they can make more money. So as much as we can align our content creation with those values, we'll see better results, right? It's cynical, but it's still true, right? At the same time, we talk all the time about searcher intent when they go on you know, Google to, to throw in their keywords, but we don't really talk about what a Facebook user's intent is. And so I think that if we took those two sort of positions as guidelines for when we're creating our content strategy, it will make it easier for us to do, to, to create content that will really help meet our clients' needs or our organization's needs. So once we sort of have that context, then I think there's three sort of hints, three sort of strategies that we focus on 
that we think help us um, really get the results that we're able to get. So the first is that we don't use Facebook numbers, Facebook metrics uh, in our KPIs. I believe they're uh, the data they give us about reach and engagement is really, really useful in terms of comparing which of our posts are more successful. But those things aren't like they don't have direct benefit to our clients. And when Facebook reports on things like clicks or landing page views, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to me because we're using, you know, analytics or HubSpot or, you know, Shopify or whatever to track our conversions from other sources. So I don't know why, you know, for us, it's like keeping apples to apples and relying on those same platforms to tell us what converted from Facebook. So we so we don't really use Facebook numbers at all. We do focus on very well thought out audience driven content. And then the third uh, element is really just about making the most of your captured audiences. Right. And this is sort of like you said, like this is this is where lots of people are talking about it and it's huge. I quoted a statistic from Invesp CRO. There's a infographic that they put together that their survey said 18% of organizations are actually investing in client retention as a priority. And everybody else is focused on new new client acquisition, which is just bonkers. That's like such a big opportunity there. So, so how do we do that on Facebook, right? There's tons of different ways my deck, I don't want to like drill through every single thing. My deck lists tons of different tactics and features on Facebook that we can use, but I'll like highlight a few of my favorites. So every time somebody likes a post, you can just go invite them to like the page, right? Just click on that little thing where it says, uh, Lindsay Lachelle like this, and then it'll, you can invite her to like the page, which is amazing. I love organic targeting. You can target posts to organically to sections of your audience in the same way that you can do it if you were boosting it, um, which is awesome. If you have a good audience that you're just trying to keep them engaged (laughs) on the list of features that Facebook took away from us when they took away our business profiles and gave us pages instead, they're now giving some of those features back. So as a page, you can engage not just with users, you can also engage with other pages, and now you can also join private groups. So that's a really great opportunity. If you can do it in a way that, you know, doesn't piss off the moderator, then you really uh, can sort of represent how useful and engaging you can be as a brand right there alongside, you know, within a community that's already operating. So those are all cool things, right? Uh, Of course, you want to use different channels to promote your social media, right? Uh, One of our favorite ways to do this is we have the same comments feed from an from a Facebook post uh, injected into the WordPress article page where that content is published, so that the the activity on both validates the activity, um, which is you know it's just better to collect all the comments in one stream than in two. But honestly, my favorite element, like the I ran a test of a boosted post on a client that just had tremendous results. And so I just want to like run through some numbers really quick. Like I targeted the post, something really um, very specific about who I knew this audience, who we were trying to reach. I gave it seven days and $20 and seven days and $20 later, the organic reach had tripled. 
the paid reach. So, so we went from about from an organic reach of 800 to a total reach of about 5,000, 5,200, just a huge, a huge jump. Um, we saw the engagements go from like, you know, 20 to almost 600. The shares went from five to 115 and it was for $20. And so this to me is like the, the biggest takeaway is if it's good content and it's well-targeted, then Facebook wants to show it to people because it's going to help them accomplish their needs. And so sometimes you just need the $20 to like kickstart, introduce Facebook to the idea that your content is great, that it is engaging. If you, if you demonstrate that it will engage their audience, then they will show it to a much wider audience. So it's just a huge opportunity to take advantage, advantage of, I think, boosting posts, even, even, you know, two posts a month at 20 bucks each. It's good content, well-targeted can go a really, really long way. That's the takeaway. Sorry about my dog barking right through the right through the meat of that. <laughs> All right. um, they also want to be a part of that. Yeah, um, they are not yeah. really. So I'll just probably let yeah. that in. That's well, that's okay. waffles. That's the old um, dog. <laughs> that's the old one. Waffles. All right. Waffles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like food. I like <laughs> sweet food. <laughs> Um, I've, for all of the listeners, as you mentioned, you only mentioned a couple of uh, very specific strategies in your presentation. There's loads more. I think there's 25 mm-hmm. of them that are really interesting. And you should, uh, if you are listening to this, you should take the time, stop whatever you're doing, open the podcast app and go and check that presentation. A couple of things that I really liked in your presentation from what you've tell, told us, um, yeah, the uh, Google Analytics versus Facebook Analytics. We just had a debate on how to get those numbers show you the same results. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we got to the conclusion, you, you don't want to do no. that. You just want to have Facebook to compare the ads and then just have Google Analytics as your basic analytic uh, tool. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? I mean, no tool is perfect. But, you know, our approach is just if we're if we're relying on analytics to tell us about our conversion from all these other sources, why wouldn't we also rely on them to tell us our conversions from Facebook? And if you understand the conversion windows and all of the days and all of that specifics of every tool, then you're okay understanding that. Absolutely. Uh, the other th- were uh, joining comments from Facebook and mm-hmm. blog posts in one feed. I was always against that because I always had the feeling that if we add the Facebook comments on the web page, they're not going to be picked up by search engines and they're not going to give us that sweet, sweet user-generated content that we like to do. Is there a way to circumvent that and do it in a good way somehow? Do you know, we haven't seen the existence of comments on our articles and I, I, there's one specific client that there's like a tiny little case study in the deck but like uh, i'm talking about client b in the deck um we haven't seen mm-hmm. comments change our organic opportunity on these articles at all so at least in this case and part of that might be that we have like a really localized audience right it's san diego county but mm-hmm. in the end we feel like we gain more because Facebook is such a great awareness channel for this client. We gain more by using that feature to draw people over to our Facebook feed than we lose by 
um, you know, not having that content on the on the website. And you're probably right, because if you don't really have um, 20 sentences in every comment that has really specific content, then, you know, if you get even if you get 20 short comments, they're not going to add so much to the content on your web page, but 20 comments on Facebook yeah. is going to increase your engagement. So that's a very good idea. And maybe I was looking yeah. at the whole thing a bit wrong. Well, I think yeah. it depends yeah. on your audience, right? It's It depends on even mm. the strategy behind your SEO, because the truth is our articles are a secondary sort of SEO strategy, that is way more uh, a secondary conversion strategy, right? For this client, mm -hmm. the articles are really about an ongoing, it's a standard inbound sort of model, right? Where it's like an ongoing right, right. engagement around the brand, but our SEO really needs to be on point for the conversion pages, which are a completely different search, a completely different use case. Yep. Okay. Um, 22 minutes in, I think this should be enough for our today's podcast. Um, Lindsay, thank you very much for being with us. Do you have any other mm, future speaking plans? And if not, or if yes, where can people find you on the internet if they feel they would like to talk to you? Oh, yeah. So I'm uh, at Lindsay Dayton on Twitter. I uh, love speaking engagements and am hoping to be speaking at many events this year. Um, I'll be attending MozCon, not not on the speaker list, I don't think. But uh, yeah, find me find me on Twitter. Um, we're trying to get our company blog back up and running, but it's been a little dormant over, you know, started over the holidays and just stayed down. Right, right, but, right. Um, but yeah, I'll be I'll be at least there and probably at InnoConf in New Orleans in April. And then I'm hoping for Brighton in the fall. Um, Brighton, that, that's somehow Brighton is the conference that comes up so often on this mm -hmm. podcast. Uh, I've been myself and a lot of other speakers uh, spoke there or they have just been there as participants. And awesome conference. We have to say that every, yeah. every time. I need to get some sponsorship yeah. money from them. <laughs> I'm just speaking so well about them. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Um, Lindsay, thank you very much for being here and go and enjoy your um, southeastern U.S. sun. Southeastern South, U.S. sun. Yeah. That's Sunny good. San Diego. Southwest, sorry. That's okay. I'm just really bad with um, the parts of the, uh, yeah, I'll just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No Prepositions idea. are hard. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I'll go and enjoy my Slovenian uh, evening and that's it. Uh, Thank cool. you very much and Thank have a great day. Thank you so day. much for having me. Bye-bye.